Hey, Tyler. Hey, Jay. I have a question. Yes. This was posed to me by our youth group a couple of weeks back. Oh, I like this. But I like I, this a lot. I think thematically it fits what we're going to do today. Okay. So here are the parameters. This is a yes or no question. You yes. either accept the deal or you don't. Okay. <laughs> and then and then no follow-up and we just go right into the episode. Yes, right. <laughs> Straight in. No, defend your work. Show your work okay. Uh, okay. as always. But if I offered you the ability... I was, by the way, that was always my biggest... Uh, pet peeve with math. Oh yeah, was that I know the answer. Like, right. and when when you have the right answer and like you need to show your work, it's like why? Why? I didn't cheat. Right. What? Do you want to watch me do it? I'll just do it in front of you. I mean, I now understand as yeah. someone who's made many mistakes <laughs> in life from. Uh, well, it worked the one time, and yeah. uh, then it didn't work again. I don't know why it didn't work. Yeah, again. show your work is a is actually a pretty good. Show your work is is sadly. So listen up, kids. Showing your work is always good. Yeah, as much as we protest. Yeah, boy, and heart. I still try not to show my work as much as I can. It's like if I can do it, just, <laughs> just there yeah, it is. Just yeah. take it. Yeah. You need to show your work. Anyway, so show your work on this. Okay. Um, but I'm going to offer you the opportunity for. I'm going to go with an entire year. Yeah. You can choose. To be any age that you have already been. Any age that I've already been. Yeah. Now, the, the parameters are, though, you are the only one that changes age. Okay. So, so, like, if you decide to be 16. Yeah. Then my family is still. Your family is the, still. I have the same responsibilities of being a dad. Well, no, you get to live the lifestyle of so being I leave 16. Them? So, this is, like, big. Yeah, kind of, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So would you take this the anti-big? This is anti-big. Yeah. This is called Little. This is Little. <laughs> this is a new movie. It's coming out soon. It'll probably it's also, also star Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. But then the reverse will be the kid who played <laughs> the kid that he was will play. Like he'll go back to yeah. the age of like thirty. Hey, studio execs. Yeah, we got get on up this. For you. This that, is that a one thing. kid who's been in one movie. Yeah. He'll be in the second movie. Will be big two. <laughs> little. <laughs> Slightly smaller, actually, at this point. Yeah. So, like, if you choose, again, say, 16, you get to go back to high school. You get to have the responsibilities of high school. You get to have the workload of high school. Okay. Can I add uh, a slight caveat? Please. Because if I don't add the caveat, uh, I'll have all kinds of uh, existential crises. Oh, I don't want that. We don't have that kind of So, the one caveat that I want to add is that after this year that I would then... That I, uh, I wouldn't have missed out. I can then, like, resume at the place that I jumped out. Yeah. So it's like an alternate timeline, but then it's just a little bubble. Oh, so like you would come back to like today. Yes. Because one of the problem of any of this is if, if like I get to be say 16, that's not the age I'm going to pick. Then I come back and I've missed it. My kids are all a year older. Right. Uh, My wife has had to live a year all by herself without any help from me. Like that, that to me makes this deal. The answer would be no. That's a deal break question. Yeah. So if I, if this could be some like uh, alternate reality, like see what life would be like if this was the thing. So the world could be the same. Yeah. But if I could have this as like a, like a, like a day pass. Yeah. Or a year pass, if you yeah, will. Yeah, a year pass. And then I come back and everything resumes from the day that I left. Right. So no one will really, even if in the, oh man, there was this movie called Mr. Destiny. Boy, it's not a good movie. <laughs> uh, I wonder why I haven't heard of it. It was a good it. Saturday afternoon movie. It's not a bad movie. Like there, it, It's 
interesting because it deals with a lot of like alternate reality kind of stuff, but alternately reality within this one guy's life. It stars Jim Belushi, so that gives you a good idea of like okay, that's the, the caliber we're talking. It was about. from this period in the early '90s when the movie studios were like, I think Jim Belushi is going to be a star. And after like three movies, they were like, No, he's, no, not. he's not. Let's give him a TV show instead, yeah. and that'll be terrible. Um, but the whole idea was that he, um, much like many, he was probably 40 at this point. Which is always weird now uh, to be uh-huh. to be older older uh, well prime middle aged men looking at movies. That's it. Uh, Adrian and I, whenever we're watching something now, we it's fun to like look up what the age of what somebody was when they made that movie. Yeah, like uh, a prime one is the my favorite Tom Hanks movie is The Burbs, and we always look up. It's a great movie. Everybody should watch that movie. The uh, Burbs. But Tom Hanks in that movie, I think, is thirty six. Okay. And Carrie Fisher's playing his wife, and she's like 34. Not and okay. that always used to just say, and it's from this nebulous time also in the in the 80s and 90s when everybody was just, there was just like adults. Yeah. Like, it was just, and you, we also think this when we're watching um, like old co- commercials and stuff of like the adults in like a Pepperidge Farm commercial. Like, how old are those actors? <laughs> yeah. And the answer is like your brain can't process it. One, because you saw, I for me, one, because I saw it as a kid. So those people are always kind of locked in that. But also, the 80s, the early 90s, and especially the 80s and 70s, like going forward from that, there was just like two categories. There was, well, kind of, there was yeah. kids, there was teenagers, kind of. Yeah, sort of. And then there of. were adults. Yeah. And that was it. Like there wasn't this kind of like spectrum of adulthood and experience and stuff. And I'm not saying that it was better, but it is interesting in terms of looking back at old media. Less so in movies, but but in TV shows and especially in commercials. But even a little in movies, like if you watch Tootsie, like how old is Bill Murray supposed to be in that movie? Ghostbusters. How yeah. old is Bill Murray in Ghostbusters? Right. And it will break your brain trying to figure out how old Bill Murray is in Ghostbusters. My guess is he's probably 32. That's interesting because Stranger Things. Yeah. Like how long can they keep those actors? Yeah. Because the more they get to be like teenagers, the more that gag of like 80s, it's either kids or adults. Yeah. We'll start to and break then everybody down. is Bob Newby. Like that is the quintessential adult, the Sean Astin character. Yeah, like that, uh, which we didn't really talk about. We in Stranger Things. I didn't. think we did in Stranger Things part, like version in, one. Yeah, the the, the, the lost episodes. All right, so that's all the digressions. I was uh, gonna say that was an incredible distraction to give yeah, you some space yeah. to think. Well, I, and it didn't really give me space to think. <laughs> I think, I mean, to take a full year at it, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really like all the ages that I've been, and I like the age I am. Yeah. Um, I don't like feeling old, like physically. Um, <laughs> I liked it better. The one thing that everyone kind of, like, it gets annoying how much old people talk about it, but how, like, oh, I wish I could eat like that or yeah. things like that. Like, and I don't even mean it in a kind of self-conscious way, but just in a, your body hurts longer. <laughs> So I think since last episode, yeah, this is another tangent. Oh yeah, what a surprise on yeah. this podcast. This one is the theology of tangents. We yeah. do have to do that. At some point. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that'll be the most That's focused. Such episode a good that we idea. <laughs> 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 Come in with 
zero agenda. I, it is interesting. We I don't think we pointed it out at the time, but the the legitimately the most focused episode we have had is the episode that was two and a half hours long. Yeah, it's the because we came in with lists with prepare like <laughs> we prepared for that more than anything. And there were surprisingly few tangents. No, you, yeah, yeah. You, we were we were on point. There's just a lot because to there say. was so much to do. We knew it was going to be too long. It was like we, this. We don't want this to be two episodes. Yeah. It was the best of the 2000s. Anyway, but anyway, the tangent off of that tangent was uh, the the podcast listeners may or may not know that I adopted a new dog since yes, yes, yes. Uh, the last time around. What's your dog's name? Kona. Kona. Yeah. After like the coffee. The coffee. Yeah. That I'm drinking currently. Kona the barbarian. Yes. Uh, or it's a lady. It is a lady, Coney the Kona the Barbarina. The the barbarian works though, because <laughs> should be Barbarina. That's the feminized is version it? of it. I just uh-huh. made it up. Okay. It's like, it's it's like, like ballerina. Are you really? Oh, so she is jet black and has twice in the week and a half that we've owned her run away, uh, at the in the dead of night. Nice. Last night being one of them. Wait, there's a tangent on the tangent. It because, is. Though, here, oh, you're, tangent you're on going the tangent again. on the tangent. We're, We're going deep. deeper in this. This is Inception. One time, uh, my family took one trip when I was about 15. My older sister was 17 or so. My younger sister was five. Uh, and we decided we were going to go camping as a family for like two weeks in Canada. Yeah. We'd never been camping before. <laughs> and we were like all in. And Let's try along it. the way, we stopped to get some sweet corn at, at a like. Uh, like little stand on the side of the road in Canada, and they were just giving away kittens. Oh no! And so no. we got a kitten, and it was black. Oh no! And, and so we'd had this kitten with us in the in the camping thing, and the the trip was fine. Like we actually did okay camping. It was still kind of like I was old enough to just be like right in that cynical moment. I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> But with the question mark, where it's like, I think it's dumb. I don't know what we're doing. And it was also like, what do we do? Like, I guess we're just in the woods. Like, we yeah. didn't, none of us had any plan. We just wanted to go to Canada and be away. Yeah, but we had this cat that we, like, day two of the six days we were going to be there, adopted a cat. Not even adopted. We just got it it's, as a bonus for yeah. buying corn. <laughs> And it was a kitten. And, Includes free kitten. And it was completely black. And we had it in the tent with us. And then I just remember we were going to bed. And the tent flap, my mom freaked out because somebody let the tent flap open and we couldn't find the cat. And my mom just says, you can't find a black cat in the dark. Which then became the the <laughs> explaining the obvious statement. Anytime yes. in our family now from that standpoint, from that point on. Whenever someone is over explaining something, like telling you something that you should already know, you can't you just find say, a black cat. Well, you can't in the find dark. a black cat in the dark. That's great. And I would say that, so all that is to say, you can't find a black dog in the dark. Well, and then add to that, so Kona was a just straight up stray. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the, the shelter hadn't named her. So she has, like, tattoos all over her arms. She, she is smokes. kind of that. Yeah. yeah. The first time she ran away was two hours after we'd adopted oh, her. Oh, nice. So, how so, long had she been at the shelter? They th- uh, I think like two months, something okay, like that. Okay, so she had been somewhat acclimated to being with people. Ish. This yeah. was a horrible shelter in West yeah. Virginia, and we'll get to that later. Oh. But yeah, right. Uh, but so, <laughs> did they give you corn when you got it? No, they oh, did. They did not come with free corn. <laughs> no, you um, pay for the corn, you get the dog. For oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, she runs away the first night, two hours into having her. I was actually out with some friends, and Sarah called me and said the dog ran away. Oh, and <laughs> my first thought was. That's the end of the dog. Yep. Because this is a dog that doesn't know its name. Yeah. And is and there's a sermon it, illustration. It doesn't in know that. the area. Yeah. Right. But we found her. Then last night she runs away again. I saw uh, on Twitter. S- snuck out. And this bring it back to the tangent. I spent I think maybe forty minutes 
traversing the hills of my neighborhood. Had you shaved your Super Mario mustache off? No, yeah. still nice. Mario mustache. Uh, link in the description. Yeah, yeah, you need to you need to see this. Uh, check out Jamie's Instagram. He was Super Mario for for uh, oh, Halloween. Which, by the by, it was fantastic. Context is everything. Yeah. In the Mario costume, yeah. the mustache is perfect. Without yeah. it, total creeper. So, did you have the Mario costume on while you were running around? Not even a little e- bit. That no. would have been even funnier. It would have been really funny. <laughs> it's a me. Where's my dog? It's a me. Uh, oh no! But I can't fathom how tired I was. Yeah. After 45 minutes of just light jogging. Pa- yeah, panic run. I right. Mean, it's the, it's, there was it's some not of that, even too. The, the, but, I mean, it's, the jogging is part of it, but it's also the panic. Like, it's the stress. Because if you're jogging, you're just like, I don't have a place I'm going. I'm just going to eventually end up where I started. Yeah. Whereas this is, you're searching for 45 minutes. Yeah. Even if you're yeah. walking, you'd be stressed out. Add to that, that that she actually did. She got hit by a car and lived. Uh, which is incredible. That part of the story is the weirdest part. It's so great. Yeah. I don't know if, if the car hit her or if she hit the car. Yeah. I think it's more the latter. Yeah. Uh, we took her to the vet this morning. Everything's fine. Yeah. Just for any animal conscious viewers at nice. home. Nice. Nice. So would you take the deal? It sounds like the answer is no, the more I keep dithering about it. But if, if I were to take I feel like I would have to take it for the experience. I mean, this is a guy who will drink terrible flavored coffee and we <laughs> eat weird flavored things just because I want to try stuff what would the year be um i mean i think i'd like to be like eight hmm. i think because that was like life was pretty nice being eight right now would be very different than being eight in 1988 well that's part of it like yeah. if i i think ultimately my answer is no i yeah. wouldn't take it because you said i've enjoyed every age yeah. that i've been while i've been it i don't think i've enjoyed any of them enough to not be this age again you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but the only thing that trips me up about that is, so when I was in high school, we talked about theology being in a band. If I had access to the technology that exists now, yeah, as a high schooler in a garage Ooh. band, yeah, that would change the game. I wouldn't want to be a high schooler with a cell phone. No, that's fair. That was, I mean, it's hard. And that's I know fair. every high schooler that's listening to this be like, what? I can do it. Like that's no. I, I, you all are better than I am. I would not have been able to handle that and all of the bad things that you can do. With That's a phone. very valid yeah. point. No, I think I'm staying with it. I'm just gonna stay this age. Yeah. I also, uh, I realize whenever I listen to podcasts and they they drop threads, even ones that aren't important, it really bothers me. Oh, so what um, do we drop? So I need to tell you the plot of the movie, uh, Mister <laughs> Mister Destiny. <laughs> So real quick, maybe I'll throw this in, or maybe I'll just leave it here because then yeah. there'll be that anticipation. Like, ah, oh, what is, no one's going to tell me about Mr. Destiny. Well, I'm Jay. Here it is. Re- oh, wait, wait, here wait. it is really fast. <laughs> Jim Belushi is married to Linda Hamilton, who is the uh, lady from uh, Terminator 2. Classic love story. Yeah. She, and, and he is like regretting, I guess he struck out his senior year in like the state championships or something like that. Uh, so it's yes. like classic, like if Uncle I had done Rico. this my whole, yeah my whole life would have been different and uh, I'd be living it up with my soulmate. And uh, so he then goes back. Michael Caine as Mr. Destiny is like, would you like to change your life? My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> Did I already say on the podcast that if you say the phrase my cocaine, it sounds like Michael Caine saying his name? Say it out loud. Huh, my cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it works. Michael Caine. Uh, so uh, Michael Caine shows up and he's just this magic man and he's able to make it so he switches and he and he hits the home run and then his whole life is different and he has married Renee Russo who's the fancy lady in town and she's the daughter of like the president of the corporation so now he's rich and blah 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 but then he finds out that his other life is better 
And so mm. he tries to change it and he's still in love with his wife and screws everything up. And he's able to go back and then like everything is normal. It's like it's a wonderful life. So yeah. that was the whole point of me making that loop. I think the answer would be no. Yeah. As much as I would say I, do, I, I love experiences, I would love to do it. I do, I love everything that has brought me to where I am. And I don't think, it's not that I wouldn't want to relive stuff. I think I would like to watch a year of my life. Ooh, that's a different question. That would be something really nice. Like if you could pick one year of your life to watch, and you get to watch everything. Can I, can but I from edit? an objective I was standpoint. I going to say, yeah, can I edit? No, you can't. No, you just have to, but you have to experience as it happens. as it, as an observer, not as, so you're not like reliving it through your eyes, like Matrix style. Right. You are watching it happen from an objective, like on a screen. Like a telestrator. Yeah. 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 And so maybe not like Ooh, every single moment. Here's where he went wrong right here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not every single, like, hum, like you're not watching yourself sleep, but right. all of, let's say you watch like the top 50 hours of age 14. Like you get that. So if that's the case, which which year would you like to see from an objective standpoint the most? Knowing that you can't you can't change it. But you now you looking back and it's like, I thought it was this way. Would I like to know if it really was that way or do I want to continue to live my life? Yeah, I the only thing I'm thinking about is cuz it's going to just be awkward no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I would go back to middle school when I first started coming to youth group. Yeah. Because youth group was such a magical thing mm-hmm. that I remember almost nothing about. Because I am, and I, I'll stand by this, I'm pretty sure I have Alzheimer's. Whatever gene exists for Alzheimer's yeah. is in here somewhere. Yeah, it's coming. Because uh, I can't remember anything. First grade teacher, second, like I don't. Nothing. I can remember lots of things, nothing that's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so like I would want to know like was it the magical experience that I thought it was was it yeah yeah and you don't want to ruin that right yeah um, if you're like hey we were all friends and you realize like oh no oh no I was sure I was the outcast really liked me. that was yeah that was not subtle yeah um, <laughs> yeah I would be uh, I'm sure that I was more of a jerk than than I realized at the time <laughs> certainly than I realized at the time but maybe more than I realized right now in a lot of those situations. But may, so maybe it'd be not, I don't think I would be startled by like, oh, yep, I knew it. I was a jerk when I was this age. No, but it yeah. maybe I was startled by like, oh, I guess I was less of a jerk than I thought. Yeah, I think I would more. I wouldn't pay as much attention to me because I think I'm self-aware enough to know what was going on in me now. But right. like, were you then? No, and like, I think, that's the thing. And yeah. I think what I would have missed more back at that age is like the social cues around me. Yeah, like well, people and dropping maybe, sarcasm and stuff like yeah. that. That I. But also some of the stuff. That especially in our memory, we remember it with all the running commentary of what we were experiencing at the time. Yeah. So like, I remember this one party when it was really nerve wracking because of blah 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 blah. And like, really, no, the party was fine and no one had a problem with me. It's just I was stressed in my head the whole time and I was quiet. Yeah. So I could just watch me being quiet for like in a in a room full of people who are having like very kind of uh, benign fun. Yeah. But I'm really stressed out and I remember that as being an anxiety ridden situation. But really, nothing. I think, especially from a middle school standpoint, it would be less events and more um, you reading into things that just aren't there. Yeah. That you, I mean, and that's part of being a middle schooler is that you're trying to process the world and get your own understanding of it. And oh, I think you have to, especially to be someone who is observant and empathetic and mindful of what's going on. 
you have to overanalyze everything. So the blessing is that you have a good read on people. The curse is that you're always overthinking everything. Yeah. That's, that's not just a middle schooler thing. That's a forever thing. Yeah, that's a forever thing for uh, nines, certainly. Yeah. Uh, Empathic nines. Yeah. Like if yeah. somebody's in a, in a foul mood, I'm going to assume I have something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to own it and a little bit. Yeah. Boy, am I wrong yeah. most of the time. Yeah. But I think that that, I think middle school, everybody has a little bit of that self-awareness. Yeah. Like learning yeah. how to be self-aware means being self-conscious. Yeah. And so how much of that self-consciousness turns into um, self-awareness uh, and how much of that self-consciousness turns into self-loathing yeah. is really what then transcends. I think it would be interesting in a non-creepy way. To have seen some of like the big firsts, like my first kiss. Mm. Mine was an accident. An accident? Yeah. Oh, nice. It was Sarah. Oh, hey now. Yeah. On That's, your wedding day? No. <laughs> I tripped on my on the rehearsal night. Oh, <laughs> did you really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Jay. Oh, and I'm Tyler. And this is Rubbing the Pastor. One thing led to another. I am... Uh, yada, yada, yada. I am three out of ten on a cake. In terms of like liking it? Yeah. Ranking? There's a podcast... Wait, ooh, let me get the name of it. Speaking of not dropping a thread, that a friend of mine just turned me on to, and I love the way they do it. Anthropro... Yeah, I told you about that. Scene? Anthropocene Review. Yeah. Yeah. That they just rate stuff? I think I told you about it on this podcast. Probably. <laughs> Remember, it's, yeah, it's Kevin. It's John Green. Remember, just a minute ago when I was saying I think I have Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, that's. But I'm glad that you characterized me as a friend. That makes me feel good. That you bet, buddy. Like, objectively, I mean, I always knew. I always knew that In the room, we are friends. But that even you are, you remember me. Some friend to me. that I can't place. <laughs> this good friend of mine. Yeah. The Anthropocene Review. Yeah, because I talked about how on the first episode, I think they they review uh, Diet Dr Pepper and Canadian Goose geese. Because <laughs> we were talking about that with Canadian yes. geese. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. Yeah. So I would get, I mean, for me, I like cakes, but I never want a cake. Okay. Meaning I I never crave a cake. If there's cake around, like if, had you, had I shown up and there'd been a cake here, I would have been delighted and excited that you cared. Mm. Uh, But But, I would have been like. But I don't, so don't worry about it. Yeah. But it's actually better that they're not a cake because then I'd be like, I'm actually not hungry because I stopped. I ate too much before I came. And. Now whose cake is, is, do I have to take this cake? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yours. Yeah. Well, let's back up a second. Why am I getting you a cake? Oh, because Soon. tomorrow, everyone, not tomorrow, only will the sun come out tomorrow, tomorrow, but tomorrow never dies. And oh, great Bond movie. Is it? <laughs> no. That's the one with Jonathan Price, right? Where the guy tries well, to take over the media. Yeah. 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 That was not good. No. Uh, it's Pierce Brosnan. I really... Pierce Brosnan had Goldeneye. He had Goldeneye, which is a great video game, and not That's, as good of a movie no. as we think. I think the video game is so great. We're like, yeah, that one's the best. And you watch it, you're like, I mean, it's okay, but that's yeah. the only. All the, red, the the Pierce Brosnan ones are not very good. No, have you seen the one with Halle Berry in it? No, miserable. Movie. Yeah, I saw the video. It's, I saw the the trailer for it, and I realized, no, no, thank you. It's it does cross the line. There is a line with movies when it gets so bad 
That it's good? That it's actually enjoyable. Yeah, and that one didn't get it? No, that one's there. Oh, it yeah. is? Okay. It's so predictably bad. I do love bad. so bad that it's good. Yeah. But it's hard sometimes when you're like, this is so bad that it's not even so bad it's good. Like, yeah. it's it, it's earnest enough that it can't even get to this terrible, like, I enjoy how stupid this movie is. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Anyway, Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, and tomorrow is Guy Fawkes Day. So ah. Guy Fawkes Day is celebration of, it's a celebration of, of killing a guy. Huh. So Guy Fawkes was a guy who <laughs> tried to blow up Parliament. Um, if you've seen the movie V for Vendetta, it's a big part of the plot. Um, and he tries to blow up Parliament, and so he's an anarchist. And uh, there's a big, this is in Britain, there's a big chance he didn't even do it. But he was caught and he was blamed <laughs> for it, and they uh, burned him at the stake, I think. Hey. But every year you burn in effigy Guy Fawkes. And it's F A W L K E S. Okay, wait, hang on. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this person, yeah. who may or may not have done what he did, yeah. is so hated. I mean, I don't know if he's hated. It's just it's a thing that people do. The years after his death, yeah. they're I mean, burning he was, him in He was hated by people, but it was a it was a sign. It's like their Independence Day. Wow. Like it's the uh it's not there's nothing about july the 4th that makes us so overwhelmed with patriotism that we must eat hot dogs but we feel obligated and, and watch things blow up in the sky like yeah. that's also a silly thing to do well, if you yeah. ever really thought about it yeah but i mean Let's burning an bombs. effigy feels like a very oh personal, yeah it's very serious but yeah. it's, it's a thing that um ha- it's part of british culture that i think has just been accepted and still just a thing that it's fun to burn a, a scarecrow <laughs> And we even went to, uh, there's a, a British contingent of folks of uh, expatriate British people living in the Pittsburgh area that's called Britsburg. Oh, yeah. And yes. they put on some some different things. And they have put on at uh, Hartwood Acres a couple of times or every year. They do a, a Guy Fox Day celebration and they they stuff a dummy and then they <laughs> set it on fire. <laughs> And we all kind of the alternate title of this episode is The Theology of Stuffing yeah. a Dummy. And I got to tell you, it's pretty. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, watching a scarecrow light on fire and then oh, just standing there watching. That. Watch That's me burn. exciting. Yeah, yeah and everybody's like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> like, really, but then you just sit there and watch it. It's, yeah, it's great. The kids stuff it like it was great. You really you bring in the whole family to this weird thing it's of a like family affair. Remember when we killed that guy <laughs> in the worst possible way? Yeah. Let's keep it. The guy who might not have done this thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's on November fifth, and so the it's remember, remember, remember the fifth of November. Um, and I can't remember the rest. Of it. There's like a little like limerick that yeah. goes with it, and that's in V for Vendetta, the movie, which was also a comic book first. Boy, this is so many tangents in this. I was gonna say we really it, still haven't gotten down to why is, I'm getting you a cake. It also is Ike Turner's birthday. Oh, yeah, Ike Turner of of Tina Turner, and Ike and Tina Turner. So rolling on a river. It's the only famous guy's birthday who is also on my birthday. Really? My birthday is November 5th. Hey. It's tomorrow. Hey. As I was born on November 5th, 1979, which means. Oh. Lordy, Lordy. You're 40. Tyler's 40. So, uh, yeah, that's super exciting. And uh, I always, I am a big fan of the of the phrase, Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40. I think that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> I really hope to get a mug. I have not gotten myself a mug because I've talked about it so much that hopefully you someone can. in my life will, you can. will get me one. If I don't, if no one gets me one, I am getting myself one. Oh, yeah, that's... But someone should have gotten me a Lordy Lordy mug by this point. And if you did... Well, you're putting it out on the internet. If you're you did, probably, way to go. Yeah. I know, but like, there's one day to do it now. 
at this point. Well, it doesn't have to be on your birthday. That's true. Uh, It'll I, hold I, coffee it, for it, a I will long make it time. very clear. If you're curious whether or not I got a Lordy Lordy Lucas 40 mug, I will make it very clear that I did. If I do not, if you don't see me doing that, I will give you all a week. <laughs> <laughs> Someone on the internet can give me a Lordy Lordy Lucas 40 mug because I will drink from it every day, uh, at least for this year. And, uh, and if I don't, after a week, I'm getting my own out of spite and I'll be very bitter about it and I'll only put bitter herbs in it I'll drink vinegar out of it for the rest of the year fans of the pod I'm gonna set up an Amazon <laughs> wish list with Tyler's address on it nice and, and it's just, just gonna be various look, lordy, 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 lordy 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 mugs all kinds of different variations if I can get one with Kathy on it the, the, oh. the comic strip from the 80s yeah. <laughs> chocolate <laughs> so 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 I've been almost I've been I mean I've been almost turning 40 for the last 40 years so just, this is <laughs> It's been this has been a long time coming. Does it? I mean, and, and obviously we record these a little bit before published dates. Not so much though. Boy. I was gonna say we're 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 on it. We're yeah. pretty much on it. What do you what do you what are you feeling? Are you feeling? Uh, well, I I, I have felt forty for the last two years. <laughs> uh, maybe for the last I've three identified years. Identified as I mean, forty. Yeah. I think that a big so as I alluded to earlier, I don't mind getting older. I kind of like it. Yeah. Because I like my life. I like all the things that are happening. I love being a dad. I love being a husband. I love being a head pastor. I love doing... All the things I'm doing right now are really exhausting. <laughs> but I really like them all. Yeah. And so I wouldn't change. Uh, like I would fine tune things and I would kind of fix things about myself or fix things overall. But where I am in life and what's going on. Like it'd be nice to have more money. It'd be nice to not... <laughs> way as much as I do <laughs> like like to, it would be all nice things to, that could be fixed yeah, with things, a little more yeah. well I don't know that all of well, them could money, be fixed yeah. Yeah. I would like to be able to not worry about bills I would like to like have money to pay for kids to go to college and not worry about that kind of stuff but right those are stressors that I have by choosing the vocation that I have I am not in a place I'm, there are some churches that will pay you a lot I have not chosen to go to any of those churches and I don't plan on going to any of those yeah. churches so I'm not going to be one of those pastors who I got into this for the money. Yeah. I'm not going to be one of those pastors who has seven suits that are over a thousand dollars. If you didn't laugh at me saying I got into this for the money. Oh, well, I think please it's pretty recognize clear. It's that pretty was a clear. joke. It's yeah, pretty clear. That was, that Jason, Fri- Jason Fryer, pink, Jason pinky ring Fryer. He's got a <laughs> diamond pinky ring with a pearl <laughs> set into it. So it's not a gold ring. It's a no. diamond ring. Yeah. With a pearl inset. I've also got a, a and gold says, necklace that says Quick and the Dead on it. It, it says God bless. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says me on the yeah. other side. Yeah, God bless me. God bless me. God uh, bless me. Yeah, so I think that, uh, I mean, to me the biggest change, once you hit 30, then your body starts saying, I think I'm, I think I'm done. Yeah. I've been on autopilot for a while. Like you switch from a automatic to a manual transition. At least in transmission my, at that point. Cause I'm a little bit behind you. I'm in 36. Yeah. At least in my thirties, it's selective. Yeah. Like again, I didn't win the race. Oh, it wasn't like a precipitous drop at 30, but that's right. when like, I think up until 30, I was like, I can live forever. I can do, I literally can do anything, anything to my body and yeah. it's fine. And then when I started turning 30 and just little things, like my knee hurt. I think I've said this before. My knee hurt and I went to the doctor. Like went to the doctor for a regular physical, as you should, and uh, was going through a list of things. That's when they found the thing with my heart. I have a thing with my heart. Oh. Uh, I just got a, uh, a bicuspid aortic valve. It means my heart doesn't. I got a leaky heart. Oh. It's so symbolic. That's fitting. I can't yeah. hold it all in. And it, <laughs> it tires my heart out, so. Whenever I do die, it's going to be from my heart, but hopefully I'll be 90 when it happens. Yeah. No, not 90. I don't want to live to 90. Yeah, there is, go, there 70, is a cutoff. 75, riding on a roller coaster, texting, and uh, 
and standing and standing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so one of the things I said was like, my knee kind of hurts. And he, and he like looked at it and he said, well, how old are you? And I said, I'm 30. And he said, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, welcome. That's going to happen. I said, what do I do to fix it? He's like, nothing. It'll just, it, it'll probably get worse. <laughs> like, what That'll do you mean be it'll get worse? $500. Yeah. yeah. He said, I mean, you can stop it, but your body's just going to be sore now. Like it doesn't regenerate itself as quickly as you can. And so like, those are like, I used to, I, I, uh, part of youth ministry, you're always doing lock-ins and yeah. the style, there are many ways to do a lock-in. I always do a lock-in where I stay up all night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't really even set, like there's some lock-ins where people like at one o'clock is like lights out, everybody's going to bed. I, that to me is no. more stressful. I was like, no, I'm just pushing through. We'll make a room for people who want to sleep, but we're just, you didn't come here to That's sleep. Exactly right. It's not a sleep in. Right. We're just going to push through and you got to deal with it the next day. And so it used to take me about two days. Yep. To get back on track from a lock-in. Now it takes me like 10. I just did one two weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm just now starting to come yeah. back to like and it's normal. I mean, that's probably yeah, 10 to ten to 14 days Yeah, before you really like- It's like jet lag. Yeah, it is really the, is. Is the best comparison. Yeah, and jet lag never really bothered me or anything. Like, it's just stuff yeah. like that. And so staying up all night will really kind of wreck me for a while. And I'm not, as previously advertised, I'm not good at getting my sleep and catching up and yeah. stuff. So that even doesn't help so, I mean, for the last 10 years, it's been uh, coming to terms with mortality and realizing you can't just treat your body like a garbage bag, uh, even though I still do as much as I can to do that. Uh, so really, and uh, especially in the last um, almost four years since I've been out of youth ministry is the main part of my job, because um, I was in youth ministry for about 10 years and then... Um, have been a head pastor and not doing youth ministry primarily. I've been doing it the last year or so, uh, cause we didn't have a person, but we have a smaller group. So it wasn't a lot of games and stuff. Right. And especially the last year or so, I was always someone who would play the games yep. with the kids. Cause I think that makes it fun and kids like it too. And then the last couple months of old youth ministry, I realized I'm just going to watch. Yeah. Like, I think I was just tired. I was probably 30, six at that point i yeah i was gonna say i'm still in fake it mode so we yeah. play a game for which i am eventually going to lose my job yeah <laughs> uh, like someone's gonna get hurt and i'm gonna get fired yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's called ripstick soccer it has mm-hmm. its own permission form mm. uh following youth group you guys are deep in on the ripsticks we really are do you guys it, so for the listener if you don't know what a ripstick is it's basically a, a it's a skateboard yep. with two wheels on it instead right. of one. So there's one wheel in the middle of the front, one right. wheel in the middle of the back. And on in the, casters. Yeah, and, it, and the middle of the board is divided right. so it can shift on casters. So it's like two platforms. Rather than one solid platform, yep. it's two platforms w- with a like pivot in the middle so you can kind of shift them back and forth. So you can see me pumping my hands right now. Yeah. That's what I'm doing <laughs> to show. It really is. Anytime yeah. somebody asks about it, you have to Google it. Just Google yeah. what a ripstick is. Imagine basically um, like two square plates that you put your feet on. And yeah. there's a, a caster in the middle that connects it. And they can swivel front and back. Like it's still, it doesn't swivel side to side. It's yeah. Front and back. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing. That's very specific though. Yeah. Like it's not like, oh, it's just like riding a. No. Like you have to learn how animal. to ride this. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, as a youth group, play soccer on these things. It's three on three. Yeah. Uh, you can only touch the ball with your board, and you're constantly in the gym swinging around. Uh, and people get hit. It's like hockey, you know, yeah. like you, there's checks and stuff like that. Are there? Do people bring knee pads? No, no, totally oh, unpadded. Oh, yeah. man. Again, you have your standard issue medical form and permission slip for youth group. 
there's a second round. So if are there, you are play. there some kids that don't sign that? Like parents won't sign it and then they have to sit on the side and just watch? Well, this is a, totally optional after youth group. Oh, okay. So, so not like, part yeah, of the main no, thing. No, no. Gotcha. Yeah, these, these, gotcha. These, the rip stickers stay after. <clears throat> so anyway, th- that. That should be the name of your new band. The rip stickers the stay rip sti- after. No, the rip stickers. That's not bad. And then stay after is the name of your first band. Yeah. That's or the first, first album. album. The yeah. rip stickers stay after. That's good. It's a ska band. Yeah. Oh, of course yeah, it is. The rip yeah. stickers. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know what Sky is, just stop listening to this podcast. Anyway, uh, th- last week uh, we're at Veritas and we're playing ripstick soccer. And Veritas I, is your youth group. Yeah. yeah. And I went to do a standard issue 180 turn on the ripstick and the wheels went out from under me hmm. as they sometimes want to do. Yeah. And I landed just like flat on my side, like oh. whole arm on the gym floor. But it was enough that my mouth was saying... I'm okay. I'm mm-hmm. okay. As I'm limping back to the to the chair, yeah. And my brain is saying, "Don't cry in front of the kids. Oh. Don't cry in front of the kids." Oh man, that it much hurt, pain. It hurt yeah. bad. Yeah. And so like stuff like that. Like I'm still able to fake it. And yeah. like, yeah. But like even that, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, should I play the games with the kids anymore? Yeah. I or also am I just gonna die. When yeah. was it? It was seven years ago. I hurt my shoulder playing Ultimate when Rob Bradford and I ran into each other at full speed. Oof. To like plus 200 pound full grown man he's not running small. straight at each other yeah nor and it hurt yeah. my shoulder and it, i was the speaker at new wilmington that year it was the year before you came um and hurt it so bad that even like lifting it up the whole shoulder was all purple and it, i thought like maybe i hurt my rotator cuff or something and there was a doc there's a doctor on site but he's only got the ability to like do little things and yeah. he's like yeah i i can't tell anything from here you probably need an x-ray but just see if it still hurts and it was that was another sign of getting older in that I just, um, it stopped hurting during normal things. And so uh-huh. I just never went to the doctor for it. Yeah, no. And now it only hurts when I throw a baseball <laughs> or a softball because that specific motion is a very, and I have like probably 40% of the power that I used to have. Yeah. And it was, and I didn't, I hadn't, I wasn't playing softball or baseball. And then I moved to this church. They had a softball team. I started playing and I went to throw it. And one, it hurt. And two, I like could not get it. <laughs> it would only go about, 40% as far as I was expecting it to go. And it was really weird. Yeah. And realizing like, oh, not only am I old, <laughs> I have this chronic injury that I apparently am just going to live with. Because <laughs> uh, I could get it fixed, but I'm sure it's thousands of dollars that yeah. I really, I'm not sure if I need that right now. Yeah, healthcare. Uh... Oh, it's not even healthcare. It's just, I am not, it's not an injury that hurts on the day to day. It only hurts when I do this very specific thing. And I'm probably just, so it's a matter, and that to me was a sign of growing up of like oh that old football injury like the answer is i can get this fixed or i can just stop playing baseball yeah and that's sadly what i did yeah is that that's really i mean there are other things very randomly like once or twice a year that there's a thing that i will do emotion i don't even know what it is but like where you're lifting something over your head or something and and it hurts in a very specific way that way but usually it's only when i'm throwing a baseball and i just don't do that anymore yeah which is very sad bummer well that's i was gonna say in this conversation about mortality, injury, yeah, yeah. and and getting old, you strike me as having a hopeful tone in it all. Yeah. Like, there's a way you could hear what everything... If you read the transcript of everything we've said so far... Yeah. You could walk away really depressed. Yeah, that's true. I think that... But, the, but, it's, but it's not been that. Yeah. An interesting thing, right around the same time, uh, I, I was at a church and we did some, like, team building thing and we had to... Um, we had a life coach come in, which I, I uh, if you can hear eye ro- eyes rolling, uh, that's not, if it feels like you heard my eyes roll, that's, yeah. that's, you did. Uh, 
So one of the exercises that we had to do was they, she just gave us a blank line. And I was young, the youngest person on the staff by like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was approaching 30 at this point. And so she gave like this blank line. And it's like, put yourself, here's a, this is a lifeline. Put yourself on this timeline as to where you think you are in your life. Hmm. And the illustration was to show you, look how much of your life you have left uh, kind of thing. And I put <laughs> myself square in the middle. Hmm. And this was, uh, yeah, I was like 28 at this point because I didn't have kids. And um, I put it square in the middle because even at that point I thought I have had almost 30 years and so much has happened hmm. in my life. Like, I mean, not probably more than the normal person, but I feel like I've done a lot of stuff and not like accomplishments like I should have statues built after me. But I've experienced a lot of really fun stuff. I've had really great friendships. I've had really um, gotten to see really neat things. I've experienced really great joy. Hmm in my life and at that point I was thinking if I could get twice as much of that like if I could get another round of that yeah that's plenty and so at that point I was thinking yeah if I die when I'm 60 I'm fine with that yeah and I think I'm still uh, then I had kids and then dying when I'm 60 is less I don't want to die when my kids are 20 yeah right like I want to see their life yeah but I don't want to die when I'm 90 like I I don't want to be around so long that my body just barely works anymore and so I think that that's I and it goes to this the kind of kind of undercurrent that that you may have heard in me as we've talked about mortality and things uh, and especially when we talked about fear like I'm not really fear, afraid of dying and not in a callous like look at me I'm can do whatever yeah, like right. no I'm not stupid I'm afraid of getting hurt <laughs> I don't want to get hurt <laughs> but uh, the idea of death doesn't scare me one cuz I don't think that's the end right like I do and that's really the the that should be the 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 landing place is that ultimately I'm not afraid of dying because I, I really do think that there's something more than this I yeah. really and I know that that's obviously you would think the two pastors would would think that there is more to life than death but I I do I think it's honest to admit that not all pastors really live into that yeah and right. I'm I'm sure if you were able to see inside their heads I'm not sure all pastors are really fully on board with the idea that uh, that there is something beyond this. Yeah. Um, and I really am. I, I think that, uh, I honestly think that, that God is, is working and that, that ultimately all of the pain that I have and the things that I don't like are going to be gone. I don't think that that's, um, reason to not do stuff though. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I'm not super excited with the idea that I'm just not going to throw a softball anymore like yeah. that or a baseball like I, that. I, I should get that fixed, but it's probably $5,000 and is it worth $5,000 to, right be able to throw a softball every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, so in a sense of mortality, um, I'm not, it's getting old. I think is, I like getting old. I, I, I like getting old because it means that I've experienced more. It -hmm. means uh, I'm collecting stuff. I'm very much a collector. Uh, and I I think we've talked about this where the difference between a hoarder and a collector is one is organized and one isn't. Yeah. Right. So I'm kind of a hoarder who's semi organized. Uh, and I do that especially with memories and experience. And so Mm -hmm. the idea of turning 40 is not scary to me because it means that I have all this stuff. And especially if you hang around Presbyterians, everyone's still, you're still the youngest person in the room. Oh yeah. No, easy. Uh, and so, uh, the new guard, Yeah, we hang If you hang around with old people, then you're always young. Um, but it's been, and one of the things in my life that has been a, a nice kind of turning point is realizing being in this liminal generational spot that I am. So most generational guides will put um, generation X 
as going from born in 1960 through 1980. Mm-hmm. And generation uh, millennials is born in 1980 through 2000. Right. And then this new generation born since 2000. Yeah. Um, and then like kind of a, th- the next generation is starting to formulate like people being born right around now yeah. are going to be in this non gen Y or gen Z or whatever, whatever follows millennials. It's like our kids are in that. Yeah. The next generation is going to start coming. Something in. So new. It's about every 20 years. And so being born in November of 79, I'm right at the tail end of what sometimes gets called generation X. Yeah. I am not in Generation X. Like I, when Friends was on, I watched it first run, but I was tw- I was fourteen when yeah. it started, and that show, while I mean, it still has an appeal to fourteen year olds. It's about twenty year olds, right. twenty four year olds. That's and, a that's a that's a very yeah. Gen X. Yeah, and it's very Gen X, and I, I mean, it's stupid. Like it's kind of <laughs> it's a very sitcommy. So right. it's like it's a fancy Saved by the Bell in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's a much funnier, but the, like the plot wise is is not far from Saved by the Bell. Um, so being in one of these places where, and if you were born like right around 2000, you maybe feel the same way. You can kind of relate to the older millennials, but also relate to these younger folks. Um, and so being in that transitional state in that way, like I connect and we've talked about this before where I didn't have a cell phone until I was 22. Right. And so I grew up my whole life without a cell phone and then I adopted it. And I've always been at the, um, in the early adopter area of, technology but never in the having um grown up with it yeah i'm always growing up in front of technology and so i experience things uh especially like high school stuff like that so it's not a native i am more native to technology than anyone older than me Hmm. by and large i am less native to technology than anyone younger than me by and large right and so um, there are things and, and the biggest, uh, sign of that was Snapchat for me, but Snapchat was the first thing where I felt old because I realized I just don't care. Yeah. And they kept changing them, the, the way it works and it doesn't, they didn't have a description. You just have to figure it out, which is the way I do like that about certain technology. Like Apple is that way where the, yeah. the, the instructions are turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, play like with they, it. Yeah. yeah. They, well, they have a card that just says like press play. Yeah. And then you press it and then it's just like, now deal with it. Like you just figure out how it works. And most of it is so intuitive that that's kind of fun. Like that's right. the joy of it. It's the kind of like a toy box. Uh, whereas PCs are like do this, do then do this, then do this, then plug this into that and then do that and then get download the drivers and then connect these. Like, and I always, so that's what always bothered me about windows versus Apple is that Apple's just like press just play do and then, then just go. And Snapchat kind of does that, but uh, Snapchat is ever evolving and adding, and it does it more desperately. It's yeah. just like, now we have these things, but we aren't going to tell you. And I actually, like, I had to ask people, like, how does this work? And then I realized, one, I I, I always kind of uh, felt bad for the old people that had to ask, like, how yep. does my phone work? Yep. And then I also, the other part of that, and the more important part was that I realized as soon as I asked how it worked, I realized I don't care. Yeah. No, there are so many other things that I don't care about. And Snapchat is its own thing where like I'm still going to be locked into the fact that Snapchat is designed to send naked pictures to yeah. each other. I don't care how many filters you put on it. That's still what it's for. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm not really. Not, not down though. with that. Uh, so, th- but. So add us on Snapchat, roughing the past. <laughs> uh, the, the whole, I mean, to bring it all, I think that. Um, the reason why I brought up the transitional thing is the, being in between millennial and, and Gen X is that I realized one of the roles that I have in my life is to, 
I was really frustrated by not having a voice because I was younger. I was mm-hmm. always in rooms with people that I think always treated me like a little kid, even when I was in my 20s and even in my 30s. Yeah. And so that always was really frustrating to me. And now that I'm in a position where I'm still younger than a lot of people, but I have my doctorate, like I have these, I walk into a room, I'm not the young kid anymore. I've now been in the presbytery long enough that people kind of look at me as someone who's late, but as someone who is like <laughs> on a lot of things and can do some stuff. And so yeah. realizing uh, maybe I can be the voice for young people younger than me that that was not there for me. Hmm. And I did have lots of people who did do that for me. So it's not to say I never got that. I did have people who kind of gave me a voice and empowered me and said, well, let's see what Tyler thinks. Yeah. Well, um, that's an interesting take on it, though, because like we sit on a committee at the presbytery yeah. Where that opportunity is provided all the time, uh, all the time. But there's also a, a instinct among some and I think it's going away. But there's an instinct among some that is, well, I had to deal with it. Yeah, you got to earn your way. So you got to deal with it. Nope, I and think that's garbage. I, I hate that hot garbage. Yeah. Um, and 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 so it's it's refreshing to hear someone say, I'm going to take this accumulated experience, wisdom, whatever. Yeah. And, and make it better and I, for the coming And generation. I'm not always great at that because I still do like, I mean, I feel like I've waited for certain things and now it's my turn kind of thing. And But I need to get over that. Like, yeah. I, I also, I mean, and being a white man, like, you have a lot of opportunities that, that not everybody's going to have. And I'm starting to recognize that. And so I need to, like, say in situations where people say, hey, would you like to do this? And the answer may be yes, but I also, a better answer is I would certainly like to do it, but you know who else might like to do it? This person that you didn't even think of asking. Yeah, right. This younger woman voice that would be better than mine. Yep. And because you've heard mine before, like that you, it's, it's not a surprise what my voice sounds like. One, I talk a lot. And two, there's a lot of people who are like me. So, you know, the perspective of a 40 year old white man. I don't know, man. Did you see that video making the rounds? The guy that uh, some lawmaker said that the white man actually has very few privileges. Oh, no, I I did not watch that. (laughs) He said that with a straight face. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, was that on the Daily Stormer? Is that where you saw that? I don't know where I saw that's it. A, but that's a white power website. No, like, it was yeah. a legitimate. Okay. This dude was saying it in a like yeah. town hall. Oh man, hearing. So that's the uh, the, the death. <laughs> now threat, we're into yeah. a different yeah, topic. The yeah. whole. I mean, all that comes from the and and maybe this part of getting older and realizing that I have a voice now that has more power. To some people, I have earned that. To some people, I am the respected thing. To some people, I. Now is the time that that I wanted when I was in my twenties. Yeah, and I don't want it. The I don't want to perpetuate that system. I don't. I don't want to be the white guy who is talking about how unfair it is for me. Yeah, and are there certain things that are unfair for me? Sure, but only because I'm a human, not yeah. because I'm a white <laughs> man. Like that's barely. Yeah, first every, of all, everybody has things that are unfair. Are the things that are unfair in my life? even comparable to the things that are unfair in lives of people of color and lives of women and lives of oppressed groups? No. No, not at all. Not Does that close. mean it, that I shouldn't be frustrated by my inconveniences? No, I can still be frustrated, but should I act like they are as on par with the struggles that other people have? Yeah. No, and I need to recognize that. And so I think that getting older has made me recognize that it's real easy to say, I'm just not going to throw softball anymore. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things. Getting older is recognizing, and I think you even said this at one point on the podcast, is that there's kind of a couple lists that you put in your in your mind, kind of long-term to-do lists of yeah. like, here's things that I will one day do. Here are things I definitely want to do. Here are things that I might do. And things like um, 
run a marathon are on that or like go to japan go see the the pyramids in egypt um go uh, skydive like all of these things that is not on my list but they could i mean like things that that um are not inherently bad or whatever could be like write an album and actually produce it like that and but they will take some work and they may not be along the path of what you are regularly doing so they are a step outside and as you get older it's some of it's compromise and and some people might say it's giving up but it's i don't think it's giving up i think it's you that list is uh, is always more fluid than you think it is yeah and you have to prioritize things and one of the things by not doing something like i you get older and you start to then a, a third list develops and it's that list of things that you're just never going to do yeah and that's and some of that is okay and some of that is not yeah and but it's okay to the the having that list at all is not a bad thing i think there's a sign of maturity in recognizing oh by choosing this i won't be able to do that and that's okay i mean even just getting married by getting married i'm committing to this one person which means i'm not going to date other people and that's okay yeah well, it's, it, there's a funny, the West Wing, because yeah. I'm going to bring that up every chance yeah. I get until you watch it. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the guys, and again, this back to the uh, how old are they. Re- I'm going to have to look this up. I, I want to say mid-40s. Uh, probably mid-40s, everybody. Yeah. On show. On that show. I'm yeah. gonna, but let's say mid-40s. But uh, the one character is talking to his assistant about the Mets' poor play the night before. Is it the bad guy from Billy Madison? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, and he says, there, you know, it's a sad day, but there comes a point in every man's life when he realizes he's not going to play professional baseball. Yep. Yep. And it's like, yeah. yes, 100%. That, I mean, but, so that was one for me. And maybe it was hockey for you. Yeah. Uh, like, they, there's no real reason why I ever thought I could play, play professional no. baseball, but I played a lot when I was a, a little kid. And every little kid who, who is playing entertains the notion of being a pro like you pretend yeah and part of pretending is imagining yourself in that situation and so i didn't even in high school think oh yeah i totally gonna play pro but i still kept it in that list of like maybe yeah maybe someday i'll do what it. if everybody has a dream you know the penguins yeah. call you up yeah We're and at forward first it's short. like i'm gonna be the guy who um does all these great things and then there's a point at which the professional baseball player becomes i'm gonna be archie graham which is have you seen uh, field of dreams no Field of Dreams is great. I've never seen any movie. Oh, Field of Dreams is a great movie. How do you still let me on this podcast? Yeah. I don't because the whole podcast is me trying to help you watch movies. <laughs> As it's called That's Tyler what we're here Talks for, to Jay folks. about movies. Uh Field of Dreams is great. And also Field of Dreams is from nineteen ninety two. So I thought there's a pretty good chance you, you you've had more opportunity I've had to see time. That. Yeah. Yeah. More than more so than uh Call Me by Your Name. I haven't I? seen Joker yet, which I'm really upset I haven't about. Either. I'm not sure I really care. Uh, it's, but DC might have done something good and Maybe. I need to celebrate that. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so in it though, there's it's it's all about with this is also another theme of this episode is Tyler explaining the plots of movies. <laughs> uh, in it, there is a guy. So uh, he builds a f- baseball field. He has of dreams of dreams. Like yeah. he is, he hears this voice. He needs to build a dream uh, a baseball field in his cornfield. He plows over his cornfield, builds a baseball field. Doesn't know why he's doing it. And then all these old baseball players, like ghosts of baseball players, start showing up and playing hmm. games like daily. At, and only he can see them. Only he and his family can see them. And everybody thinks he's crazy. And it becomes this place where all of these baseball players that are like in heaven or somewhere, like that they can get back and kind of reload their glory days. And it through a lot of circumstances, they pick up a He goes on a road trip to get this guy, to get James Earl Jones. For some reason, he's a writer. And then as they're coming by, they pick up this kid 
who is uh, the kid in, he's Brad from Pulp Fiction check out the big brain on, on Brad mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he they just pick him up and then they realize like he's from the 50s or the 40s or something and they put him in there and then they realize he was a baseball player who played one at bat hmm. his whole career like he had his whole career is he had one at bat and he was in like he was on the roster for like two games and that was it and then he beca- and you find out that he was in it for that and then kind of fell away in his 20s and then he became a doctor and was like the a doctor at a small town and saved all these people like was the kind of the linchpin of this little community where he just like birthed a bunch of babies and healed a bunch of people and did like it was a huge thing but this one baseball thing and they were thinking like well it's almost like Mr. Destiny if he'd gone back and done this he could have been what he wanted right and even in that moment like he has in the field of dreams he has the one at bats and then the the, his the the main guy Ray's daughter starts choking, and so they need help. And this guy was a doctor, is a doctor in his future life, the ghost of this kid. And so he comes and he steps off the and they can't come out of the field. And he steps off the field. As soon as he steps off the field, he turns into the old man who's the doctor, and he helps the little girl. And they were like, "Oh no, you can't go back." And he's like, "That's okay. Hmm. Like I had a great life. Yeah. Like that. I don't need to have done that. I love my wife. I love these people. I loved. I've done all these things." And that it's this it's a really good movie. You should see that movie. I see, yeah, we'll put that um, on the list. It's a, I mean, really, it's there's a lot of movies we've recommended. You really, everybody should see Field of Dreams. It's a yeah. great movie, even if you don't like baseball. It's a great movie. Um, but uh, that notion, and I think that that's why I struggle with the question at the beginning about what age to be, and why I'm not really concerned about being forty. I think that there are. I'm pretty happy with what I've done, not in the sense of like, boy, the world's a whole lot better because Tyler Domsky's been around. Yeah, sure. Not at all. There's a whole lot more that I could do and should do, but I really love my life and the friends that I have and I spe- like my kids and my wife and my cats and my dog, like in my house. I, I just, I, I'm so happy hmm. with where things are and there's so much more that I can do. And in my church, I mean, the people in my church, the, the call, I didn't want to be a pastor and I am like that. Um, everything that's going on, I think is good. Um, there's a lot of fixing that needs to be done and there's a lot more I can do, but getting older, um, the best thing about getting older has been perspective Hmm. and not in the, you'll understand when you're older kind of thing, which I think is pejorative and dumb. Like that's garbage. Yeah. Anyone, anytime someone bases, like it's, it's just as bad as saying your experience like you have to suffer the way that I did. Right. Like, well, when I was a kid, we did this. So you have to do it too. And that rite of passage thing, we just changed some rules in the presbytery that made it easier for people to get ordained. Not easier, but we took away a dumb step at the end. Yes. Like they've gone through two years of trying to make sure that they really know what it means to be a pastor and that they're going to give themselves the best opportunities to be good pastors. And at the end, there was this big theatrical, dumb, stupid thing where old pastors would get up how did you really feel about it? oh man it was so dumb because it didn't matter it was just old pastors getting up and trying to challenge them to really say like well we really want to see test your metal on the and it's not it's like if at a graduation ceremony if when you walked up to get your diploma the professor was like well let's solve this problem show your work and even if you don't do it well they're like well you can have it anyway because you've already done everything that was required of you um and so that I, i i think Part of getting older gives you perspective to realize, one, things like that don't matter. Yeah. And so I may not have the energy I used to, but I have, in some sense, more 
of a voice in certain areas than I used to. And I can use that voice to say, why are we doing this? And then to, to get the energy of younger people to say, <laughs> let's listen to what they are doing yeah. and maybe do that instead. Well, it sounds like, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like, you know, the key to dealing with all this in a hopeful way, the key to having that hope is, you know, you can look back at what has been and what could have been and be the Uncle Rico or the, you know, the Field of Dreams guy and like yeah. just live in the past forever. Yeah. Or you can look in despair at what could be coming, yeah, the, yeah. the aging. Yeah. Pro- but like being here now. Yeah. It, and both of those things have validity, right? You Absolutely. Know, stuff that you got to look at the past. Yeah. Stuff you got to look at the future. But like to just sit in the now and say, I kind of like how this story's going. And I think that that's the key behind it is having a sense of presence. Yeah. I think I've been happy with every age I've been because I've more or less been able to be present in those ages. Mm-hmm. Um there were the harder times in my life is when I felt like I can't wait until this happens and then everything will be fine because it's not right. And then you miss what, I mean, the times when I did that, I miss, I missed the first year and a half of, of Jedi's life of my youngest kid's life. Not that I wasn't there, but we were, we, I was commuting mm-hmm. uh, a lot more than what we planned out. We hadn't bought that. We hadn't sold our house down South, so we couldn't buy a house up North. And so we had to stay at my grandma's old house, which is my aunt's house now. And it's an hour away. And so I was commuting all the time and I just wasn't able to be present in any of those places. So I saw him all the time, but I just didn't, I was so living in, living to whenever we wouldn't have to do that, that I didn't spend time where we were. And I think that that, the biggest thing that I've learned in my life is that you just need to appreciate where you are. And not that you don't plan for the future, not that you don't learn from the past, but appreciate where you are. And even more so, and and to, to bring it all together theologically, know that God can and will use you right now yep not when you get old enough to be able to have a voice not when you get through seminary to do this or not when these people in the church stop doing this or not when you can get a job and move out of your parents like yes all of those too yep but also now yep and not God used to be able to use me, but can't use me anymore because I don't have Snapchat or like, <laughs> I don't see why trap music is good. Like mm. that, like things like that, like being irrelevant only matters for the culture. It doesn't matter for whether or not God can use you. Yeah. And, um, that, uh, that that's an okay. And, and even if you're kind of struggling with what it means for God to use you, that to know that you have value where you are right now. And that where you are right now is not where you're gonna where you're gonna be forever, right? And that's totally fine. Even if where you are right now is fantastic, it's not always gonna be fantastic, right? But it will be fantastic again. Yep. It'll just be fantastic in a different way. Yeah. And living long enough uh, to recognize that has been a really helpful thing. And so that that's the biggest perspective that it's given me is not that I should then tell other people, "Oh, you'll be fine," because sure they will, but that doesn't help you in in the right now. Um, it's like telling a middle school kid who like just broke up with someone who is just crushed to be like, Oh, you'll meet other people. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You will. And Oh, it's not the end of the world. Absolutely. It's not, but, but yes, that's it is not the message you want to hear right to now. this person right now. Who's only loved one person in their life. Even if they don't really even know what love is, they've only felt this emotion for one person. And this person now told them that they don't like them anymore. That is crushing their entire existence. Yeah. Yes. They'll be over it in three days and, and it'll be fine. But for these three days, you need, to, you need to honor that pain and just say, I know this is terrible. And and I can tell you that that it won't stay forever, but uh, I'm not going to tell you to, to pretend like it's not there because it is. Yeah. Um, having been through stuff and been okay has given me perspective 
when things are rough to know they won't always stay rough. Um, that's not always as helpful as it can be in the midst of that rough stuff. Sure. Cause you, even you're telling yourself like, I know that we'll get through this, but you don't know how long it's going to end right. or how long it's going to last. And that that's really hard. So patience, I think is one of the things I've learned, but just trusting that God is still there. Um, in the midst of all this stuff and God is doing stuff in your life that you may not even realize. And all of the stuff adds up. It's all aggregate. Yeah. And so when you think like, Oh, I, if only I hadn't like done that dumb stuff for five years or like <laughs> dated that person for two years or went to school for that and then changed my major, my junior year, like, no, I mean, yeah, that was inconvenient and it, it probably made things harder in the, in the meantime, but that's also part of your story. Yeah. And those things that are part of your story have gotten you to where you are. And if where you are right now is not where you want to be, that your story's not done. Right. So there, there are things that are happening now that you may not even realize that are going to change your story. Yeah. And that's been the most rewarding thing. So I'm really excited about turning 40. Uh, I just need to, I just wish I didn't hurt all the time. <laughs> so on Twitter, if you're listening to this the day it came out. Tuesday. Election day. Per- first off, vote everybody. Yeah, and even if I you, need to read a little bit about what's going on. You in need my to community. read a little bit about. It. But I would still say, and I, I know this is a controversial statement. Vote a, anyway. A mildly informed voter is way better than a non-voter. I agree. Uh, I, I would say an uninformed voter. Like you should, even if you're just reading about it today, know something. That's still enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but vote if, if after you vote. I think that, and if this was you asking for this, it'd be totally inappropriate, but it's me, so haha. Yeah. I think you should send Tyler a handmade birthday card. Oh my goodness. Uh, draw it, uh, craft it, mold it out of Play-Doh if you'd like, uh, but on, on the Instagram or the Twitter machine. Oh, I like that. A, a personalized Tyler greeting. Uh, for his for his the occasion of his 40th birthday that would be lovely yeah because yeah. then you don't have to send it or anything it's just a matter of like you can send me the picture yeah yeah don't yes. have to worry about shipping or anything like that yes. just a quick technology yeah we're gonna leverage the internet for good also incidentally this is neither here nor there yeah but if you're from our fair city Pittsburgh yep uh, you know recently in the news a sinkhole opened up downtown oh yes yes and swallowed a bus it did Facebook is back to what it was originally intended to because the memes that have popped up oh, man. around it's this been bus. It's been wonderful. Glory days. There was Total a really, glory days. What was, there was a really good one from like the city of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I can't. Oh, no. It was from, uh, it was Bill Peduto. The, the, Bill Peduto is the uh, mayor the of our fair city. Mayor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, um, like a Ken doll on top and Santa Claus in the face. <laughs> He's got the most just for men hair dye. Yeah. yeah, he's got a super gray beard, like a Santa Claus beard, uh-huh. and a uh, like a like brown number five dye totally hair on the top. But he had posted a video of the so that this bus was like half in the hole, and it's think of like a bus from the movie Speed, because yeah. everybody has that on the front of their mind. That oh, movie totally. from 1995. Ironically, yeah, a movie I've seen. Oh, hey now. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, they lifted it out of the. Uh, they had to build a crane that took like six hours to build this crane because it's in the middle of the city. Yeah, to pull it out, and he just had the video of that. And he just said "Free Willy," and I was like, "Oh!" Uh-huh. And I really <laughs> wish he had put the Michael Jackson song to oh, it. Oh yes, that'd have been great. Uh, my favorite. There was a video of a person on Halloween 
had made a costume that was essentially a cardboard box that they decorated to look like the bus, but yes. then cut it at like a 45 degree angle. Yeah. So that they could just kneel down anytime they wanted oh, to. Oh, man. And they would be the bus coming out of the sinkhole. So I don't know if you saw, I had just retweeted this the other day. I found my nude favorite thing on Twitter. Yeah. Which is in Japan, they have, I think it's like two days before Halloween, they have this huge party that is called Mundane Halloween. I did see this. <laughs> it's so great. And it's just <laughs> the most specific costumes that are not funny no. it's and like one of it and, and they all have signs around their neck that explain what their costume is and one is a lady rushing out and realizing she missed the garbage and so she's like holding missed the garbage truck. <laughs> so she's like holding garbage kit and clearly like all of the pictures where they have a pose for it and mm-hmm. so the photographer would be like show your thing and so she's just like holding it and she looks the perfect expression uh-huh. for i'm exasperated i just missed the bus one of them was like just gave blood and she just has like a little the cotton ball <laughs> like band-aid on her, on her elbow oh uh, that's great there were so oh, one the, one of the best ones was uh um can't find a, a seat at the food court <laughs> and so she, and she has a tray filled with food <laughs> and has the perfect look at her face of just like oh man there's nowhere to sit well tweet at us you can also, if you wanted to, uh, yeah, so do what Jay said, because I like that a lot. Uh, and also, just in terms of aging, um, what do you like the best about your age right now? Ooh, yeah. Uh, and the age you are. You don't necessarily even have to say your age if you don't want to, but what do you like best about it, especially in comparison to where you've been? Yeah. So in terms of experience, um, and even at 40, like I still realize, I think I'm going to live past 60. I hope I do. On, Me too. Unlike what I thought at one point. I mean, I'd still be happy. I'm happy with any life I get. Like I've just, I've, I've enjoyed my life so much, and uh, I, there's still, there've been a lot of hard things, uh, but I've really, I've, it's been all, it's been a positive experience. I highly recommend it. Uh, and uh, and so I would, I would say, kind of, what is, what's the thing that you know now, or what do you see that's important now that before you would have not, yeah, highly valued. And um, I think, what's, what's it like being your age? What do you like about it? Especially in terms of uh, what what it took to get you there. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So uh, I've been the birthday boy, and I've been Jay. And uh, Lordy Lordy, this has been roughing, roughing the, the pastor. pastor. Goodbye. See ya.